Hey, family. Jamaican music icon Chevelle Franklin is a multi-award winning worship minister and a powerhouse of excellence. She's recorded with greats in secular and gospel music. Israel Houghton, David Morales, and Hugo Dwyer, and Donnie McClurkin. Well, yes, also Shava Ranks. That's her beautiful voice we hear on his Lover Man track. You know the world loves some Shava, and they loved her, often without knowing her name. Today, Chevelle and I are excited to have a conversation. We first met at Bishop T.D. and First Lady Sarita Jakes' International Leadership Summit. Her music and ministry blessed me long before then, though. And it's going to be a blessing to you to enjoy our conversation now. I prevail. Chevelle, I'm so excited about you being here, girl. And thank you for the beautiful prayer you gave before we started oh, this conversation. <laughs> thank you so much. You're most welcome. It's my pleasure. Well, listen, it is exciting to talk with you today. Now, as a fan of your music and of your spirit, I think we're going to learn that we have a lot in common through this conversation. For instance, I know that you were the fourth of 10 children and I'm the fourth of 11. I had one mom, one dad for those 11. You've spoken before in interviews about how your father wasn't there and you felt a lack of love from your mother. I think that's a good place for us to start because a lot of people right now are feeling lack in their family circumstances, in their homes, or even in themselves. And um, it's difficult for me to approach this with you because I did have the nurturing of a family with a father mm -hmm. who absolutely adored my mother. And wow. I mean, so his last breath on earth that I saw. Uh, so you know that I credit their love and respect for one another and their guidance of my siblings and me for much of my personal and professional success. You didn't have that. Take us back to St. Catherine, Jamaica, where you were a child and tell us what growing up was like for you. You said, and I quoted, it wasn't easy, but it was worth it. Yes, it was not easy. And thanks be to God. No, I can say it was worth it because at the time when I was just going through so much, I mean, I was raised in a very poor environment. As you brief, briefly said earlier, there was no father figure. There was, you know, I grew up in a in a in in a in a setting where there was like children having children. My mother was very young, and I was not the first one. There were no father figures, so the environment was a very rough very, very rough environment filled with poverty. And so I think the only thing that I had to encourage me was to think there must be more than this. And I was determined through the level of poverty that I saw, even as 
a young, at a very young age, I was determined that this cannot be my end. It was too bad for it to be my end. So when I was about five years old, I saw a lady, I've never seen her before. I saw a lady pass, you know, through the garrison going to church. And I said to myself, I started to watch her. Then I saw her the next week and the next week. And I decided that I was going to follow her. I was going to follow her home and mm -hmm. I followed her home and my life changed after that. There was no more struggle to find food. There was no more struggle to um, with a roof or proper roof over my head. There was no more struggle to to even feel needed or wanted. And so this was really an absolute blessing for me to that this woman saw it fit to open her door to me as young as six years old. But my- and You my step forward and you asked her. Now, many of us come from communities with aunties, right? Those ladies in the community who just right. seem to, you know, bring bring us all to their bosoms. Where I'm but from wasn't like that. It Those wasn't like that. It was a dog eat dog. It, it was like, no, there was no, I, if, if it was there, I didn't see it. It was so much, it was so rough. Everybody was feeling it. I mean, I grew up here in women. There was, there wasn't, there was not much sound of laughter. I mean, now that I'm telling you about it, it's storing stuff on my inside. You know, um, there was not a lot of joy. There was so much abuse going on with, you know, as I said, children having children, there was so much trauma, you know, and even in those times, there was a lot of political war, you know, one party against one party and poverty, fighting poverty, one party fighting the other party. You know, there were mo most times you would be, your face would have to be on the ground because you'd hear the sound of gunshots. And if it's not that, your brother being arrested, I mean, arrested by the police or there was so much negative. So, you know, I, it's almost like God, when I saw this woman, something, something happened on the inside of me. I had to, you know, I, I was determined that this cannot be it for me. There was enough there for me to say, I cannot take any more of this. I don't want this anymore. Even as young as I was, I was, I made up in my mind to, to, um, to move from there to somewhere else as young as six years old. But when you moved in with this woman, and I don't know, are you still in uh, communication with her at all? Because I know at, at during your teenage years, she actually threw you out. Yeah, she threw me out. Um, I was what there led up to that? What led up to that, Chevelle? Who? You know what? I have never really spoken too much about it, but I feel like like I'm in a safe place. You know, there were some things that was going on and I was threatened by one of her family member that if I spoke about it, they would do something to hurt me. And so I end up telling her and she did not believe me. She thought mm -hmm. I was being unfair to her nephew. You know, I was only a 12 year old girl, you know, and so the thing is when when we would pass by when we would when when we would go to church with the lady she would 
we would have to pass by the garrison and I would see my mother. And that day I said to her what was going on. And she said to me, my mother said to me, well, I have nothing, but you can still come back and sleep on the floor. And I chose that. And she was okay with me leaving. But it was just God. I, you know, I look, look on the whole thing and I said, God, you brought me there for a particular time because something was imparted into me. And that when I went home with that lady, that was my first time being introduced to God, even though I felt like I was hearing God at a very young age. You know, I started going to church. I didn't know of church before, you know, and I got the opportunity to, to, I mean, through this woman to be able to go to school my first time, you know. So God used her to do that for me. So it was just one of the, the path that God used to, you know, in, in that way for me. I, 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 you know, I know that you're blessing so many people with this because Wallace, your story is also a testimony. And, you know, those of us in the church say you can't have a testimony without having had a test. Um, you appear to be passing your test with A's right now, but there was a period in your life, particularly around this time when you weren't passing with A's. I mean, um, you considered suicide, Yes. Not many times. I mean, the, it suicidal thoughts was a common thing or is a very common thing among a lot of people who live in the garrison, especially when you cannot see your way out, especially when you don't have support, especially when you're just on your own. And, and I think that was one of the main reasons why, you know, I, I can say this, that God allowed me to experiencing of stuff that I was able to know how to impart compassion and grace and love and go back and contribute back to the same community, you know, because there were times even when I was in my very, very young, I would just cry out to God and say, God, can you use somebody to remember me? Mm. You know? And so I was writing something the other day and I said, now I'm the girl that I was praying. I've become the woman that I once prayed for. And I know that there's a young girl there praying to God for someone to come and give back. You know, so it, it's just the whole thing come full circle. So, but when you come on to the suicide, a lot of people have died from that. And and it's not just in, in the garrison, but uptown and downtown and midtown. But there was a lot of that going on, you know, especially being cursed out by your parents, always being criticized, you know, not just my parents, but I was hearing it all over. There were so many that was going through it. And these parents, it's, these mothers, they're doing it out of just being frustrated. They're just doing it out of sheer frustration, not knowing what to do. This thing has come upon them. They didn't ask. The baby just came. I mean, I got to a point where I said to myself, it was not my mother who wanted me here, nor my father. It was God. So he will take care of me. Yes, they will do what they can do, but I belong to God. From I think I remember telling myself that as young as I was seven, eight years old. Listen, write this down, okay? I don't know if you have anything in front of you to write it down with right now, but I want you to write this down. It's a gift to you. You ready? Yes. Prayers can be answered. 
prayers can be answered when we don't know how to ask. Amen. That's prayers nice. can be answered when we don't know how to ask. Yeah. Prayers can be answered. Yeah. No matter how deep the task. Mm. No matter how deep the task. Some of those, some of those tasks go pretty deep. Yeah. Prayers can be answered. No matter how deep the task. Yeah. Next line. Prayers can be answered. Prayers can be answered. Be answered. When we're lost along our way. When we're lost along our way. Yes. Prayers can be answered. Pray, pray, pray. Read it back, Chevelle. It says, the first one says, prayers can be answered when we don't know how to ask, no matter how deep the task. No, and the prayers can be answered when we don't can... know how to ask. Prayers Sorry, can be answered no matter how deep the task. Right, prayers no can be answered when we're lost along our way. Prayers can be answered. So pray, pray, pray. So pray, pray. That's right. Amen. Read, read it back. All right. So the first one says, prayers can be answered when we don't know how to ask. Prayers can be answered no matter how deep the task. Prayers can be answered when we're lost along our way. Prayers can be answered. So pray, pray, pray. Amen. That's my gift to you. Now you I go sing that. that. You I go sing that. Okay. I will. I will. I will. That's my gift I, to you. Okay. I give I, that. I, I receive that so much, and I believe that so much because that was the only thing that I had. I had no one to run to but God. I didn't have. That's what I received from you. Yes, I even before we came to this conversation, I received that from you, and as you were talking. That came on my spirit. And I said, I'm going to break tradition with my podcast and give you this. So that's yours. You take it. Amen. I will sing it. Yes, sing I will sing it. it. You will hear it in a song. You will yes, hear it. In a song. That is and yours. Believe that it is or not, that's right. And believe it or not, that is what many people can testify to. Yeah. Many yeah. people. And, and, you know, at the end of this conversation, I'm going to ask you about what artists you're listening to. But right yeah. now, I'm really curious to ask you, who were your favorite artists when you were growing up as a child? You Ooh. sing and you inspire, you lift, you guide. Your singing, as I mentioned before, is a ministry. Uh, yeah. Who was ministering to you through song? Well, I mean, let me start. My, fav my first favorite person, and I think... She was actually my only one, Whitney Houston. That oh! was the first. <laughs> that was the first voice that drew me. I was absolutely in love with her, her voice, her texture, everything that she was. I want it inspired me. Um, so she was such the blessing. She was a blessing in my life because, to be honest with you, I. 
I was drawn to music because of Whitney Houston. Well, you know, so many of the artists who may go secular grow up in the church and they yeah. bring that church into their music. And uh, yes. especially when we look at black artists, but I think most artists uh, grow up with some consternation around that as well. Um, yeah. it, now, here, here, is it true that your first discovery happened because somebody overheard you singing in a bathroom somewhere? Yes, definitely. So you weren't singing in church? No. <laughs> By that time, I was kicked out. Remember, the lady kicked me out, so my life changed. <laughs> I, I mean, life just stopped right there for me. Um, when she kicked me out and I went back with my mother, oh, my God, poverty went, was like, over my life like nobody's business and so i decided that you know what by that time i dropped out of school <laughs> you know and i'm yeah. thinking i cannot just sit and so i remember just before i dropped out of school uh, when school was over I, I was using i passed to you i passed somewhere and i decided i was going to use the bathroom and i was actually in there singing the greatest love of all is easy to achieve. And this person was outside listening. I had no clue. And when I came out, he said, man, you have a voice. <laughs> Meaning that you have a voice. He's voice. Like, yeah. you, have, you have one voice, man. I have a friend, you know, that have a song and your voice would be perfect for the song. And so that was my first, I think I was 13 years old. Yeah. That was my first song where I was Is that that Mikey Bennett? No, that was Rowan Harrison. Mikey Bennett came later on, who became a musical mentor to me. You uh -huh. know, uh -huh. so I recorded the song, Here I Am. And they, because of what I was singing about, the content of what I was singing about, they said, okay, let's wait until she gets Wait older. a minute, you were 14 when you recorded Here I Am. I was about 13 turning 13. 14. Turning oh, wow. 14. Did life right. change overnight for you with that? You know what? You know what? It changed in the sense where there was a bit of hope, but there was no money. And it was not even so much about the money at the time for me, although it would have helped. It was more of getting the opportunity to do something and feeling that I was worth something. I was valuable. You know, people wanted to hear me because, as I said to you before, not because I... I grew up in a Christian environment meant that it was the best for me. You know, mm -hmm. I was introduced to God, but there were certain things that was happening that kept me, kept me feeling very, you know, my self-worth was not at its best, you know? So, but when I did the song, it was one of those, you know, just to hear myself on the radio. It came out when I was about 15, 16 years old and I became this household name in Jamaica. And I'm like, okay wow you know and so people started to encourage me and from there you know I I started to pursue music some more it wasn't a gospel song I should say it, you know and then I started doing working with the local producers doing songs like I don't know if you know this song called Mr. Loverman by Shabarang oh girl quit yeah. it now okay look let me just tell you right now <laughs> I First of all, I confess my I love. know you're a Holy Ghost filled woman, Mr. so you don't know like that. Shabba, shabba. 
Oh my goodness, yes. Oh my goodness, I fell in love with your voice, Leah. Thank you. And so, and a little bit with Shaba too. <laughs> yes. Oh, he was. You know, Shaba was a fantastic personality. He was. He's really a, a lovely guy. So from then we did songs with Beanie Man. I started working with everybody who was anybody in the Jamaican group. Um, I've you know, and then I got signed to the record label in America. It was Island Records at the time, and I started. Mm -hmm go places god but my main desire was really to to be able to be in a position to help my community my family to give back you know and so i'm just grateful to god that you know i'm not where i used to be i'm so far from where i used to be you know well, they when they say i'm not all i ought to be but i'm a lot more right. than I used to be i'm a lot more amen to that you know so that's my story <laughs> And, we, and, you know, I will continue to flourish and to rise and, you know, have my heart set on bigger and brighter things. I go back in the Christmas and I do my feeding program with my little community and encourage them as much as I can. And just being that strength. But I said to you earlier that I'm glad I went through all this, you know, and so I didn't know that I would be thanking God for the process. Oh, my goodness, yes. And, you know, talk about thanking God. Uh, Chanel, you were on stage or, I think, and you were singing and you just, you said you hadn't pre-planned it, but you just confessed your love for Christ. And yeah. oh, tell us, girl, tell us what happened there, because you're, you're saying like that morning you woke up and it was yeah. business as usual. And it by the time you hit the middle of your performance, it was the it was the business elevated. Yeah. You know what happened? I always heard God speaking to me, even as a little girl. My I, I know I'm gonna go back a little bit more quickly, but I my first time hearing God was so clear. I I felt confused. I thought it was the lady calling me who I was, I was about seven years old and I heard someone calling my name and I thought it was her. And so I ran quickly because if I don't go quickly, mm, something would have happened. And right. I ran I said, did you call me? And she said, no, I didn't call you. I went back to play and I heard my name again. I ran back to her. The same thing, you know, the story of, um, I think it was Samuel. You yeah. Know, when heard his, and he thought it was Eli calling him. The very thing, the whole thing happened to me. And I remember at some point when she, after going back to her back and forth for about seven times, she said to me, hear what? Um... Next time you hear the voice, just say, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. And so at seven years old, I don't remember all that. So when I heard the voice call my name again, just I just said, me here. All right, Lord, me hear you. And this peace just came over me. So that was my first encounter with God. But all throughout my life, God would, would show up even when I was in the dance hall even when I was doing the things that he did not desire for me to, to, to do, he kept coming through 
You know, I'd be in the midst of the stage and even in the music business, they were taking away my purity when I got signed to the record label. There was so much that was being required of me and I was afraid to do it because the fear of God was in me, but I was just trying my best to, you know, get an opportunity for a better door. So whatever is it that I needed to do, you know, I'd be coerced into doing it, but God would constantly just come and just speak to my heart. So I knew that he, but the time, the last time I was singing at the Apollo Theater in New York City in 1997, yes, I was mm. singing at the Apollo Theater. And before I went on stage, there was this girl and her mother. I think her name was Karen Clark Shear. And this was a secular event, but they came on to sing that they came on to sing and um, they started singing this song. The safest place in the whole wide world is in the will of God. And I started to put on one piece of ball in. I cried, I cried, I cried. And and it was, it was, it was myself and Steve Harvey, he was right there because he was the person who was to introduce us. And he was like, girl, go and cry because God's going to have his way. I didn't have a clue what was planned. Anyway, after that happened, I went out and I did my song with the other Jamaican artists. We had that hit song in that, that time called Dancehall Queen. And when we did it, mm -hmm. everything was fine. Then we went back to Jamaica. When we went back to Jamaica, there was this massive show because I had the song of the year and all that. And I was promoting a movie. Everybody was looking forward in seeing me. And it so happened that in the midst of it, Holy Ghost just said, I run this, I lock this, I have this, it's my time, it's my turn. And I just said to the people, as of tonight, I will serve God. The next time that you hear me, I will be singing songs unto the Lord. God bless you. And I said, the only song that I know to sing tonight is this one, Silver and Gold, I'd Rather Have Jesus and ministry began right there. There was a move of God. The wind, the, the wind changed, the flow changed, everything changed in that in I won't say in that service. Chevelle, Chevelle, were your were your musicians prepared for you? Were they able to play with you or did you go a cappella on it? I went a cappella on them and everybody <laughs> because nobody knew church. No, get, 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 give a little bit of it. Give a little bit of it because we grew up, we sang a song. I'd rather have, no, some folk would rather have silver or gold. Some folk okay. would rather, I've decided to make Jesus my goal. Oh, so this is the one that Kirk Franklin did. That was the only church song that was kind of fresh at the time in my mind. Yeah. Silver and gold, silver and gold. Yeah. I'd rather have Jesus. Than silver and no fortune, no riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold. Yes, 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 yes. God is so good. Yes. That is so good. Yes, yes, yes. So oh good. my goodness. And there was a purpose that was the song you sang. 
Yes. There and was it, a so much conviction that night. So what, many what, what, what did that mean to you in that moment, though? You know, I felt free. I felt mm -hmm. free. And then in the back of my mind, I thought, what am I going to tell the record label? <laughs> what? Because I just finished an album that was ready to go out. And here I am switching the thing from making money. I mean, the, the songs that I just recorded, nothing aligned with what I'm just about. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what, God, please mm -hmm. help me. Help me mm -hmm. to press because they're going to try to change my mind. I was like, God, help me to keep on going in you. Help me. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn. It's only you I have. So please. So I really poured my heart out to God that night. Obedient. Yeah. You were obedient to the word. You were obedient. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, Chevelle, another thing we have in common is our mutual admiration for the teachings of Bishop and First Lady Jakes. And we were both part of the International yeah. Leadership Summit oh, earlier God. this year. Oh, my God. You know, I know you performed for the Potter's House on other times as well. How did you first become involved with this ministry? And does what does this relationship mean to you? I mean, these are precious, precious people in our Yes. You know, it's, oh my goodness, it's so difficult to express it, but I felt so much love from um, First Lady Sarita. It was so overwhelming. I I remember saying to my- I've husband, got her candles burning right now as we're talking. <laughs> I'm smelling them. <laughs> you know, I was saying to my husband when she held me, because I'm not starstruck, you know? But there was just something about the beauty and the love that she was just pouring out to me. Um, and I cherish, I cherish the, the connection. I cherish the relationship. I mean, even every now and then I would just send her messages. I thought of you today. I just want to say I love you. And she would come right back to me and just, it felt like the, the mother that I wanted, I found, you know. <sighs> Yeah, she she became she was what I needed and I didn't know I needed it. Mm, 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 you ever mm. need something and don't know you need it until you get it, you're like, ooh, yes. Yeah, so mm. When she held my hand, I felt like I went into like it was like a flash that took place. Like I was this little girl that ran across the road and she as the mom just came and go grabbed me. I said, don't you ever do that again. And you felt like, wow, I'm home. So it was just her love. I, I hope that explained. I'm just trying my best to explain it as much as I can, just the love that I felt. And even from Bishop Jakes, the way how he bragged about me, I never had anybody apart from my husband who bragged mm. about me in that way. So he, it was like God was using him to make up for the years that I didn't get and he did it openly you know and there's a there's there's something when something happens when somebody brag about you privately but something different happens when they brag or encourage you openly and it was just absolutely 
it was very um, emotional for me and it was a blessing. And I cherish that relationship with everything in me. Wow. Mm. And I know you do too, because I see, I see you, girl. <laughs> yes, I do. Listen to me, you inspire me so much. Listen to me, when I saw you, my prayer was, God, let me just get a chance to sit beside her. Lord, I, I just want to sit beside greatness, you know? And when God just orchestrated everything that at the conference, something was happening with some seats and then you came right beside me. I said, Lord, you answer <laughs> prayers. <laughs> said, well, let's both of our prayers on. were answered. Both of our <laughs> prayers were answered. Praise God, it was awesome. Amen. Amen. You know, you talk about it. Uh, uh, and the 23rd Psalm says, God, you're my shepherd. I lack nothing. You make Amen. me lie down in green pastures. I still watch. We Amen. know that there are different types of songs, right? Different studies of songs. We have the yeah. songs of confidence that, you mm -hmm. know, describe our faith in God. We have yeah. the psalm of kingship. We have the psalms of remembrance and the psalms of wisdom. What's your favorite song? My favorite. Ooh. Ooh. Psalms 91. Mm -hmm. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Oh my God. It's, oh. It was just so personal. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress in him will I trust. I mean, it goes on and on. It's just one of those Psalms um, that every time something happens, you can just use it and it deal with the situation. Yeah, yeah. For peace, the Lord is my. Mm, and because mm. he is my Whatever I need him to be, it's going to work in my favor. Because I dwell in him, because I dwell in his secret place, I'm covered. He covers me, he guides me, he leads me. I will not be afraid of the terror by night or the arrow that flies by day because I'm in his secret place. I'm in his tabernacle. That's one of my favorite Psalms, Psalms 91. Well, you know, I gave you the first verse to a song that I that I, I wrote while you were talking. I'm going to give you the next verse after this podcast. I'm okay. going to write it tonight. But okay. here's what I want you to do. Yeah. I would love for you to take the 37th song okay. and turn that into music through your ministry, sing that, okay? Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart and make you righteousness shine like dawn, the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. Amen. Sing that, put that into a song. I that will. I believe needs your voice to it. It's not a really well- quoted psalm it's not yeah. one that people are very familiar with it can okay. be really good right now or yeah. e or even psalm the 34th psalm you know verses 17 and 18 mm -hmm. deal with depression yeah. uh, but i think you need to go to the book of psalms and bring that yeah. to music for us i'm you gonna know? definitely do that i love david i love king david the way how he expresses himself to god the way yes. he expresses himself to god he's one of my favorite person well, I'm looking forward to you putting that to music. Yeah, I will. I certainly will. And I'll send it to you. So 
you know, get rid of spirit. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I mean, obviously every person has a different experience with music. And yeah. for, for me, gospel music is it, it expresses the hope the joy the tears a whole range of emotions one of my teachings is actually to people to play the music that takes you where you want to go you know blues are fantastic i love the blues but i only play the blues when i'm in a good place really yeah. good place typically i say play the music that takes you where you want to go in your case you can really do this. And it's it's not an easy question, perhaps, for you to answer. Still, I'm curious, Chevelle, how do you describe the connection between gospel music and how hearing the songs or singing along connects emotionally with people in a religious way? Many people who are not proclaiming themselves as religious, nor even Christian, still love gospel music. How does that connection happen? You're, this is your industry. What is it? I, I'm hoping that the answer that I give you makes sense. But all I can think of, the word is the word. The word works for everybody. Whether you are in the faith or out the faith, the word has power and it brings peace. I mean, I know of people who don't know nothing about Jesus nor the Lord or, the God, or God and they will play gospel music from now till tomorrow and then you will hear the you will hear that they receive peace through the word that coming forth. They don't even realize that's what happened but you see and hear so in itself the word is power. You know what I'm saying? So there will be transformation. So I say, if it the word works, it doesn't my matter. Mama, my mama would say all the time, and by the way, she's here with me now. In Hello, my home. Not, not in this room. Not okay, okay, okay. Mama would always say, you know, Jesus never alienated himself from people. Christians no. do. We've yeah. got to be open. And I think that's what your music does. Yeah. When I first heard you sing, girl, it yeah. was so, I mean, it blew me away. And yeah. I thought to myself, oh my goodness, just, just, just listening to your voice and hearing the, hear, hearing the messages that you share, mm -hmm. not just the music, but the way you do it. I prevail, go Amen. to your strength, kill Amen. my flesh. You're Amen. singing, you're singing the message, the, 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 the just the beauty of your voice is I pray that you hear me when I say this as the highest form of compliment. It's, old school gospel. That's right. Expressing some very yeah. new school That's circumstances. Right. You, you are so, you are so. Maya Aretha. Yes. You know? oh. oh my God. Oh my God. Let me tell you what you're saying is really, I connect with it because I don't just like going to church to minister or to convention. You know, I, I've done events already where I would minister in the church and then I leave and go to the parties mm -hmm. and I'm going there with the gospel. And mm -hmm. you know, I tell artists, I tell gospel ministers all the time, they are just waiting for us to happen. And while they're, whether they're smoking their marijuana, whatever is it they're doing, once they hear the gospel, it brings a conviction to them. It brings, you know, 
know, it makes them feel like, you know, God really loved me just as I am. For God to send this person to me right here. Boy, God really loved me. Because I've seen it. I've gone into events where many drug dealers. You know? Did, did, didn't, and, Jesus, didn't Jesus when chastised right. or asked that's about right. going into the whoremongers tent? That's, the highways. that's where they needed that's him. That's right. That's the byways. And and when I, I've been in environments like that, and in the Sunday morning, who showed up and now is in church speaking in tongues and worshiping God? Some of those drug, drug dealers. So I'm just mm -hmm. saying, some of those ex-drug dealers. So I'm just saying it works. The word work. You don't need to be terrified of using it on their platform. Whenever you get, look at me, even my story. I was not born again. I did not. I wasn't really into God, so to speak. And it took this one girl singing that song at the Apollo Theater yeah, in yeah. a secular event to bring the word that the safest place to be is in the will of God. And she didn't know that while she was doing it, I was backstage weeping my eyes and uh, weeping and crying saying, God, use me like that one day. That was the words I said to God. God, use me for your glory just like that one day. And God, God, God is so faithful that I even went back to the Apollo when I was saved and God used me just like that one day. So the message is you don't have to be afraid to bring the gospel in his authentic form to the secular stage. We don't have to be, they don't want us to be like them when we get in there. We don't need to be like them. We need to be exactly who God wants us to be and allow his spirit to move among them. His spirit will move. His spirit, let his spirit Ooh. work. Oh my goodness, girl. Chevelle, the family and I would love to hear about uh, any memories you can share from the experience in Lagos, Nigeria. Now, those were gospel concerts with hundreds of thousands of attendees. And that had to have been an incredible experience for you. Do you have any favorite memories oh, from wow. the experience you can share with us? Wow. The experience is like no, no other. Um, the general overseer, the papa, is Pastor Paul Adifarasin. And he is the, 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 um, the host of the experience. And my first time experiencing <laughs> what excellence <laughs> is in church was at the experience. I, I felt like, wow, I, for the first time I thought, but the world don't have nothing on us. <laughs> It's not like the world don't have nothing on us. The body of Christ, we are, I mean, it was one of the things that I'll never forget. And I mean, even after I, I went to the experience, I would tell people the level of excellence, the love, the, you know, just seeing people in the doing the work of God with such joy, you know, this with the spirit of excellence. Nobody have any excuses. I'm like, wow, it was such an inspiring experience. It, very inspirational for me, for me to go back home and to even impart and tell my people, my people, you need to see what's happening there because I've never seen anything like that. So I would say the spirit of excellence was just very rare at the time, but at the experience, that's where I got to experience the experience of excellence. Yeah, and then 
brought so much to the International Leadership Summit. And I'm really looking forward to ILS uh, 2023. I don't know if you're going to be there with me, girl. I know you're going to I'm going to show up, whether by invitation or not. By Yes, yes. Let's plan to do that. Let's plan to do that together, Chevelle, because this is going to be powerful. And we're going to be bringing tech talks to uh, uh, the ILS in 2023. And the technology is so important in your industry as well. You know, Um, you've collaborated. Uh, yeah. with some of my favorites though. I mean, think about it. Israel, David Morales, uh, Hugo Dwyer, uh, Donnie McClurkin, and we yeah. talked about Shaba already. You know how the world and us love some Shaba, right? Um, but today, if you could collaborate on a gospel song, either yeah. on an album or on stage with any musician alive or dead, who wow. would it be? David. <laughs> David. David. Oh, David. Go girl. Go. David. You know why? Because David's heart was so, he, he just knew how to get God. I mean, that man would fall and he would get back up and he would not allow the spirit of condemnation to keep him quiet. He would just rise above it and continue to worship God like nobody's business, like nothing happened. So I, and I'm glad you, I told you to go to the Psalms. Oh my God. Chevelle, Chevelle. Okay. It's happening right here in this conversation. It's happening. Okay, hear me. Now, I don't know why I had not planned to ask you. I just wanted a real conversation with you. My spirit just spoke. You got to sing the Psalms. I'm going to sing Psalms 37. I have it written down. I'm going in there. David is one of my biggest inspiration. He got back up no matter what he did. God said, you are still a man after my own heart. So my thing, keep on getting back up no matter what. You know, you know, Chevelle, don't just do one song. You got to do a whole set. Yes. Songs of David. Songs of David. And All just right. that's that's the name of the set, yeah. Songs of David. Okay. Go in and put 91 Ooh. in there. Didn't you say 91 was your favorite? Yeah. Put 91, put the 23rd first because most oh, people know that. I'm most writing people, that down. Most Psalms people know the 23rd Psalms, right? Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, that one is very much flogged out, but it still works. The word works, it still works. And then, yeah. and people, people can get yeah. what they relate to already, you know. That's, but I think, I think that's some ministry for you right in this moment to go into the Amen. studio and just and look. And then I'm gonna send you the second verse to the one that yes, came. I'm, I'm, wa- I'm gonna be waiting on you for that. Just remember, you promised me. I, 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 will, remember, I will remember, okay. <laughs> Listen, if it. it Talk about how you met your husband. You talk about David being what a man, what a man, what a man. How did you meet your husband? You know, oh my God, it was, God just did it. God just connected us. Um, I was invited to Ruach Ministry, Bishop John Francis in England to um, sing at their New Year's event. This was like 19, 20 years ago. And... When I and you say that sitting there looking 19, 20 years old. 
Ain't God good? The grace of God, sister. The grace of God, baby. You know, so so I was invited there. And when I was on stage, I saw this, this man in the congregation. And he wasn't looking on me. I just watched him. He was just pacing the floor, praying and praying and praying. And while I was just singing, I remember whispering my mind to daddy. And I said, God is a husband like that I would want. I didn't say him, you know, I said like that. Is <laughs> a husband like that I want. While I was ministering, I was still about my daddy's business, but my, my eyes caught him. And it so happened that after, after everything, the ministry was finished and everything, and we were ready, myself and my manager, to go back to Jamaica. Um, they, the church told him to take us to the airport. And I, and I thought, no, at the time, I thought nothing really. I mean, so I look back on it and I'm thinking, hmm, God, you're up to you would you really <laughs> was up to something. The I secrets saw, of our hearts. God oh my God. He knows in our hearts. My God. And so when he dropped us at the airport, you know, we hugged casually. God bless you. Thank you. And my manager, you know, did the same thing. And I, and then we went back to Jamaica. When before we got back to Jamaica, when he left us. I genuinely felt like I left something. I did not know what it was. I, I kept looking in my bag to see if my passport is there, to see if my cards are there. And I just kept, I felt like I left something, even on the plane. I felt like I left something when I went back to Jamaica. I kept saying to my manager, I left something in England and I don't know what it, what it is. And then about two wow. months later, about two, no, is a lie, not two months. Three weeks later, my manager called me and he said, Chevelle, remember that gentleman that um took us to the airport? I said, yeah. He said, uh, he's asking if it's possible to have your number. I said, okay, no problem. You know, to be honest with you, <laughs> I feel cute talking about it. Lord, yes. <laughs> so I said, I said to my manager, okay. No problem. And he said, oh, his name is Colin. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I kid you not. Oh, my God. When the phone rang and he said, hello, the feeling that I left something was like, and I knew. And mm. within 10 months, we got married. <laughs> I just showed up. <laughs> That was a quick courtship. How did you manage that? How you know, you we, the courtship? we were at the same place in spirit, in focus. We understood that there was just, we just knew that we were for each other. Mm. We, we, we just knew, we prayed. We didn't even do too much ramba, ba, 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 sha, ta, ta, ta. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. Too much of that. We just... We just knew we were at the place of maturity where we knew what we were looking for, what we were trusting God for. And, you know, we liked each other even, you know. And so we spent, I think the first time we spent like eight hours on the phone. At that time, cell phone bill was a lot of money because we didn't have WhatsApp back then, right? 
Right, right. <laughs> so the bill was massive. <laughs> so anyway, we just spoke and, you know, right there we decided, let's let's do this, you know? You know, when my husband met me the first time, we said goodbye as well. Um, and with the gentle hug, right? Yeah, and yeah. he said, this feels like forever. And, oh, wait, wait. I didn't have the response you did. I was like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> that don't, you know, too. And then I came to understand his spirit yeah. and his confidence yeah. and that yeah. he had lived yeah. and he knew when he had touched his forever. And uh, he's here with me now. And he transitioned of dementia two years ago. Wow. He wow. is still so present here with me. Mm -hmm. And through all of his illness, Chevelle, he still knew me. Wow. That's supernatural. He still knew me. That is supernatural. Uh, but, but it it, it, it goes to what you're it goes to what you're talking about yeah. and what you're ministering yeah. about. How God can come through the darkest places. The darkest places. And at times when we just couldn't fathom that he would do it at that time. Because yeah. the way how the connection, when he called, he said, Hey, what's up? This is Colin. I felt like what 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 I felt like I left became like became like one, and we just knew right there. And God made you ready for this Ooh. very super love. God oh made you God. ready for this love. Oh, it was back in the time you shared with me already in this conversation. Mm -hmm. The time you shared with us, you would not have been ready before. I would and it could be a very different thing. As a matter of fact, I, 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 you know, let me ask you this. If your life were to be a movie, what would it be called? Victory. Who would play you? Me. Who <laughs> would play hubby? Who would play hubby? Well, I know he doesn't like the camera, so I would probably say um, Denzel get busy on it and Denzel is a friend to Bishop so we can we can talk to Bishop look now I don't have Bishop's permission to say this but you know Bishop is about telling real right yeah. so Bishop can do some real love story series yeah. right yeah. real love stories yeah. and awesome. yours can be one of them called victory right mm -hmm. Amen. And Bishop's got enough friends and people who love Bishop. We yes. put this thing together. Anything is possible. I'm ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? We're ready. ready. <laughs> so look, before we go to uh, four for four, tell me yeah. how are you and the family gonna uh, spend your holiday season? You know, a lot of people have holiday season, and then some of us have holiday season and actually do the holiday, and we have holiday season. How are you going to spend the holiday season and your holiday season? Because I got a feeling that's another way we are alike. We do the holiday thing, but we do the holiday thing. Yeah. Well, my holiday season, as soon as I leave here, I'm off to um, Washington, D.C. I'm coming there tomorrow. And then I leave Washington and I'm in Jamaica. So the preparation. Are you going to be performing in D.C. or just meeting? Oh, my God. I'm, I will be a surprise for a woman who got healed through the song, I Prevail. Oh. She had cancer 
And oh. the Lord told her to listen to that song every day. And she did. And God has come through for her. And so they're flying me in, myself and my husband, to surprise her on her 70th birthday to sing I Prevail. Well, look, I already had my 70th birthday. I wow, think you look good. Back, don't cry. Um, <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> listen, listen, I Prevail is one of my favorites as well. So with your permission, at the finish of this conversation, I'll just play a little teaser of it for our listeners. I would love that. I need permission because, you know, I respect artists and your rights. I don't oh, earn money ahead. from this podcast. I don't earn money from this podcast. It's God's song. It's God's song. With your permission, I'll play yeah. it in just you know, 30 seconds or so, so that people can feel it, okay? Uh, because it is what people need to know that they can prevail. They can prevail. Um Shall so we go? after I leave, after we go to Jamaica, after I leave Washington, I'm actually going to Jamaica. And then on the 22nd of December, I'll start my feeding program, go back into my community. We did it last year. We've done it before, but we're doing it by the grace of God on a different scale. And I mean, last year was amazing. So we're on that again this year. So Can you talk about it a little bit. And is there a way for members of my family to help you with that? Well, the feeding program, well, this last year, we did enough for about two. It's like Christmas hampers where we put together like rice for rice, chicken, whatever it takes. It's It has cake. A lot of stuff is involved um, that would see a family through a proper Christmas meal. And not just on the day of Christmas, but, you know, at least for a week. And so... You know, you we will a lot of people see it as something small, but when you see it in the eyes of those who receive it, some of them are widows, some of them are, you know, oh Lord, it's just one ball of fun. Um, so what did you ask again? I'm just caught up in tell the name of the program so that if any members who are lit of the family who are listening here can help, because uh, I'm sure you can uh, you can receive assistance throughout the year to build up to this. You know, this would be fantastic. I don't even have a name of the program yet. We've just been doing it. We we've not. Okay, even so this businesswoman yeah. is throwing you gems today. Yeah. It. Let's claim it in the name. Yeah, we, we, we probably need to just put an official name to it. Um, but we have not. We've been just doing it from our own pockets and just loving what God has been using it to do. Amen. Amen. So I will follow your advice on putting an official name to it. And um, so for those who probably, you know, is moved to do anything, they can. I will just get my husband to, you know, just say where what need to go because i just minister yeah yeah you know well well we're taught feed my people right feed, feed my, my people. people ah yeah. yeah i was speaking tongues after that ramba da da ba sha ta ta feed my people that name is powerful feed my people yeah yeah okay God has for the for the for the christmas let's go yeah. four for four shall we 
Yes, 404. So, so, Chevelle, I'm going to ask you four questions. Yes, ma'am. And you're going to give me four answers to each question, okay? Yeah. Okay. So, here we go. You get to invite anyone you want to dinner mm. from past or present. Okay. Who's at your table? I think I've said his name so many times earlier. I wrote them down because I was watching your program. I'm like, yes, she's going to ask for that. So the first I'll say is Jesus. I yeah. love that man from Galilee. And yeah. then I would surely invite King David, Nelson Mandela, William Seymour. And I, <laughs> you know William Seymour. William Seymour, he was a preacher from Azusa Street who started the revival. So, and that that's my four. I believe that's my four. Girl, you're sitting at the table with all those men. All right. Well, you know what? I'll come to dinner with you just to have a few more ladies at the table. And I, I, I love, oh my God, it would be a pleasure. Pleasure <laughs> to have you. Just to have a beautiful woman, another beautiful woman at the table. It would be a joyful. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Why would you have those four men? You have to tell who and why. I you said you love Jesus, the man yeah. from Galilee. Yeah, uh, because he saved me. He's the reason why I'm here. He's the reason why I'm alive. He's the reason why I'm favored. He has given me more than I could ever ask, think, or imagine. The love that he gives me. And for David, it's just the way, the kind of worshiper he is. I just want to know, you know, how did he do it, even on days when he didn't feel like doing it? And you could also ask him if he likes the way you're conveying his music on uh, your next album. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, because you're going to be there, too. You, Yeah, you'll remind me to ask him that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And for William Seymour, he is the African-American preacher um, that actually started the Azusa street revival when i heard um a few of his members all the people spoke about how passionate he was and just to be a black man in that time doing what he did and um i'm intrigued by his story the testimony because even when i heard them spoke they were talking about how he'd be in one room and he would hear somebody in the church speaking or praying or singing and he would be like, mm -mm, they're not in the spirit, get them off, you know, just that boldness that he had, you know, he has. So that I just would love to be around someone like that. And also the mantle that's on his life, I respect very much. And with Nelson Mandela, whoa, to be able to overcome such level of hardship and didn't come out bitter. It's an amazing story. And saved the nation so that the nation right. would heal. Yeah. He yeah. could have taken a very different course and the nation Could've. would have followed him. And when I come, I'm bringing T.D. Jakes and Hi. First Lady Serena yeah, with me. That's right. T.D. Jakes that's and right. First Lady Serena. That's and right. we're going to get up that's and right. get them. I was going to say them too, but you only gave me four. Uh, I'll bring them. I'll bring them. I'll bring them. <laughs> All right. I'm chicken. excited. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Uh, hey, girl, how about uh, music? What for uh, uh, um different musics are you listening to right now and why 
Um, I'm actually listening to um, this brother from Nigeria called several of them, to be honest with you. Um, Dunsin from Nigeria. He's a powerful man of God. The, the intensity of his worship, it comes through so clearly and it actually motivates and encourages. And I think he is like one of those new generals to this generation, like a, a, like a David in the making. So I love his heart for God and people like Nathaniel Bassi. And I do like Tasha Cobbs also. Um, yeah. I also love people like, oh, I've listened to various people, to be honest with you. We have one or two from Jamaica. You have people like um, Lieutenant Stitchy, those guys coming from secular in, and God save them. Um, you have people like, um, oh, so many slipping me. Um, Alicia Taylor, you have people like, I, I listen to everybody, to be honest with My you. My husband's favorite music was Jamaican music. Wow. I know he would love Jimmy Cliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I, that. You know yeah. that. You I know that. He would love Jimmy, Jimmy Cliff. Cliff's still happening around this house now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, Jimmy's a very good friend of mine. He's still doing his thing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a good friend, please give him a hug from the lady. I will. I'll, I'll give him a call. I'll give him a call. Give and him a me. hug, okay? Let him I know how much joy he brought into this wow. home. Awesome, 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 awesome. Okay, person. what four books do you recommend to our family and why? All right, so you know the, the comfort, the joy, um, the the salvation, the 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 grace, the um the power, the so many go everything that I need come from the word, especially understanding God's heart towards me, which is more important than anything else, because this world will try to tell you otherwise, but you can rest knowing that when you go in the word, it, it, it's the perfect guide to, for anybody's life. Um, I would say there's this book that I was reading, The Power of Letting Go by John Curtis. Um, the Power of Letting Go, it just speaks about you know, there is power in releasing yourself from whatever thing that has been done to you because it stopped the flow, it stopped progress, it stopped you from thinking um, positively because it keeps you holding back to what was. You know, it doesn't help you to look forward. So the power of letting go, maybe a lot of people struggling with unforgiveness, betrayal, and all those stuff. There is power in letting those things go so that you can flourish. Um, there's this other book that I have been reading for a long time, um, Prayer Rain by Dr. D.K. Olukuwa from Mountain of Fire, a ministry called Mountain of Fire in Nigeria. And this this. This was a booklet given to me when I was very young, a teenager, because I needed I needed a, another voice to speak to me, to help me in my daily walk, a book called Do Not Sweat the Small Stuff. I know you've heard of that book, you know, helping one to deal with the little issues to not sweat it, who don't like you, who like you, who, you know, who want to, it just small stuff. And it, it gives you the guide to help to get over it, to be a better person. And so that you can enjoy your life. Yeah. That's my, the, these are actually excellent, excellent recommendations that can go. And I, sorry, I forget one other one, God's generals, 
Yes. I yes. God. Yes. 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 Yeah. The, the, these are wonderful. These can go on people's gifting lists, you know, yeah. for the holiday. Yeah. Um, we're going four for four. Yes. What are the four pieces of advice you think best to give our family right now? And why? And if this is advice given to you by someone else, let's give homage to that person and yeah. say who it was. A lot of times people share information for themselves. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. um, so far, I mean, these are lessons that I have learned on my journey. And I'm sure at some point, maybe someone had said something, but these are all things that I've been through. It was very difficult to, to think about for because there was so much. Um, one of the thing is that this is a quote that you've heard before. The grass is all the grass always looks greener on the other side. And I'm saying, appreciate what you have on water, what's on your side, because every, you know, what I'm saying we, there are so many people that abandon their situation, their life, they abandon, you know, the people that God has brought them to, to walk with and to hold hands with, because they're saying, no, nothing is happening here, but it's a, a process the, your side is going through and you, you just abandon them and run to the other side and the other side only brought untimely death. Ooh, I'm going to do that too. <laughs> All right. So the next one is embrace the difference in yourself and in others. Yeah. Embrace the difference in yourself and in others. The next one. Oh God, I have so much. Um, you cannot control the path that God chooses to process you. Talk about that. <laughs> you, you no, no, no. Preach about that. <laughs> Oh my God, you're putting me on spot. Oh my God. You cannot control the path that God chose to process you. I mean, when you think about David being in the back, you know, he had the work fighting the bears and the, the lions and, you know, just, you know, you would look on David's life. I'm sure his family did and think this boy, that's all I'm good for. But he was learning something in the back that was going to propel him for his later because his later was going to be greater. We can't even talk about Joseph's, the, the, the fact that they, they, they threw him in the pit, they sold him into slavery, but that was just the beginning, that was not the end. But he couldn't perceive that that was what, that God was gonna use it. I think in Genesis 50, he said to his brothers, what you meant for evil, God worked it for my good. So, <laughs> so oh. he didn't know that God would, um, God would permit that to process him. So we don't know, uh, we, we cannot control the path or what God is going to use to process us. Amen, amen. Amen. And the next one is anyone around you that cannot help to bring out the best in you, they don't deserve access to you. Lord of mercy, Jesus. Oh, oh, anyone oh. around you, that is not helping you to bring out the best in you. They don't deserve access to you. And it's mm. something that you have to take very serious because we are living in a serious time. We don't have no time to waste. You know, wow. we can't 
we cannot throw our dash away. And sometimes we throw our dash, the dash from the time you're born to the time you die, the dash, that middle space away because you're using emotions to make the decisions for you when you need to use the wisdom of God to make the decision for you and maximize the time. You know, we don't have the time. Remember one year now is like six months. Remember one time Christmas would take Andre us Crouch. Andre come. Crouch. Have you ever listened to his uh, music? Uh, take Ooh. me back. It was Screw it old, yeah. And he, he, I've learned it. Yeah. And he yeah. said count. He says count the days that no. He said count the months. Count the days as weeks. Count the weeks as months. Count yeah. the months. No. Count days. the years as yeah, months. Yeah. Count the months as weeks. <laughs> count the weeks as days. Any day we'll be going yeah. home. That's right. Yeah. And then my next one is, if money is your only guide, you may, you may miss your divine connection. Wow. If money is your only guide, there are people who will say, if I'm not getting paid, I'm not going to go. But there are times, there are seasons. Everything has a season. There's a season Ooh. to sow. And if you don't know that there's a season, it's, you will miss, you will, I mean, you will mess up so bad. I believe that there are generational blessings locked up in each and every one of us. And so that's why we have to be so sensitive to seasons. And there are times, there are seasons that you must go without the paycheck wooing you. You know, you, you must do things without even always putting it on social media to make it a big thing. Because God wants to keep you pure. He wants to do it different with you. So I believe, you know, I was talking to some musicians the other day saying, listen to me, you can't make because the money isn't right. You don't show up. You must show up when you need showing up, whether the money is right or not, because you will miss the blessing. Because sometimes that is where God placed your divine helper a supernatural thing God is going to do on the other side of the Jordan. So you make the dollar sign stop you from going there and miss out on something generational. <sighs> oh, you had me jumping. You had me. <laughs> I will. I will keep jumping. Chevelle, you know, uh, in your Hebrew origin, the name in the Hebrew origin, the name Chevelle means a small bird. Mm. And in, and in French, it means bold and beautiful. Yeah. Amen. Certainly, you have blessed us Amen. as a small bird Amen. with bold wow. and Praise beautiful God. messages. Praise God. I mean, wow. you are so fantastic. I mean, I was slightly nervous coming on and I'm like, God, you know, I pray and I say, Lord, let it be sweet. Let it be joyful. And God has given me just the desires of my heart with you just being such a gem, just being so beautiful, just being, um, just being wonderful on this interview. And I appreciate who you are and whose you are. And I just love you. And I thank God for this connection. And we will continue to go higher and higher in him and continue to do great things for the kingdom of God. Amen. And family, Chevelle has committed to bring us the songs of David Amen. in music, in her Amen. beautiful, sweet, 
voice. I She's will. also going to sing my song that I gave her that we came yes. up with right here. I will. More important, more importantly than any of that, she has truly blessed us with the spirit and the truth of her life. And so, um, Chevelle, from my heart to your home, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so honored.